0: The topic of this podcast is Lausanne Europe's big initiative called LE2020. It has two elements called the conversation and the gathering. The first is a continent-wide discussion on vital topics facing Europe and the evangelical answer to those. The second is a conference in Wisla, Poland in October. To tell us more about the conversation, I have with me Jim Memory, a British missionary with European Christian Mission, having spent some 15 years of church planting in Spain. He is also involved in missiological research with Radcliffe College and is the editor of Vista, a quarterly research-based bulletin focusing on mission in Europe. So, Jim, uh, what is the main idea behind early 2020 and particularly what is called the conversation?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for the opportunity to explain that a little bit.
0: Um, I don't
1: think it will be a surprise to anybody uh, if I said that I think we are living in a new Europe. Um, Today's Europe is a, a very different context to the one of a generation ago. And it's a very dynamic, reality a very dynamic context in which to be doing Christian mission most specifically migration over the last 50 years has really changed the face of Europe Um, so we live in a very dynamic changing context but we have an even more dynamic gospel and uh, we need the church across Europe to come together to reflect on uh, on that challenge and that really was where the idea for Lausanne Europe 2020 was birthed. That was um, some years ago now and the idea was to have a conference to which um, church leaders, uh, mission uh, thinkers, influencers and um, also leaders up from the diaspora churches, from the migrant churches across Europe would come together. Um, so Quickly, we realized that that would be great. But the question is, is it sufficient for a continent of half a billion? Uh, Will 800 um, influencers do it? Um, You know that Lausanne's uh, vision is to connect influencers and ideas for global mission. Could we connect up people in a different way than just at a single gathering? So that was very much where the, the vision for the conversation came from. The idea being that if we could encourage each and every one of those 800 uh, uh, delegates at the conference to engage 10 to 12 other people uh, in their networks, 10 to 12 people who could um, buy into the vision for uh, Lausanne, could buy into what we were trying to achieve with the conference, contribute their voice, but also potentially be able to put things into uh, action afterwards, we would have reached 10,000 leaders across Europe so that's very much the vision of the conversation to try and multiply up the impact of the gathering. Uh,
0: so you have also split this into uh, what you call the narrow and the broad conversation what is the, uh, the difference between the two? Okay well around every
1: Gathering, there is always a a broad conversation, a sort of uh, a chatter around it that uh, happens, people talking about it. Then you have the press releases and some degree of social media engagement. But all of that, in many ways, is not really very controlled. You don't control the conversation at all, it just happens. The narrow conversation is the conversation that we are really trying to control, specifically how the delegates prepare for. Uh, attending um, what they are going to be thinking about in the months before but particularly as I've said these groups of 12 which we've called impact groups where there is a regular impact a regular input on missiological issues thinking about discipleship thinking about mobilization for mission in Europe and engagement with scripture and praying for Europe every month uh, for the nine months leading up to The gathering and the three months afterwards. So that's the narrow conversation, Um, uh, a very much more controlled one which uh, tries to maximize the impact of the
0: gathering itself. You uh, are the leader of one of those impact groups yourselves and you had your first meeting uh, the other day. Uh, What was the topic uh, for that first meeting?
1: Well, the first one, we decided to uh, use the topic of, um, or the challenge in many ways, of nominal Christianity. Um, If you go around Europe and you ask 100 people, uh, are you a Christian? Still more than half would probably say yes. Um, What they mean by that, though, is very different. Um, And uh, we wanted to use that as a starting point to... Encourage people to think about what nominal Christianity is, why there are so many nominal Christians, um, and consider how we should respond to that situation. Um, I was really encouraged by uh, that first gathering. Um, I did it by a video conferencing. Um, so we weren't in the same space. Some of, the, some of these impact groups will be able to meet face-to-face, others will happen like that. In my group, I had um, three pastors, two missionaries, Uh, two former students of mine, a head teacher, a project manager in the health sector, and a few others. Um, So it's a very diverse group, but they really engage very well with the the topic matter. And um, I think there's a a personal element to this as well, where um, we need to recognise too, where we're not more than uh, nominal in some cases too, where we're not necessarily fully um, living out our discipleship. And uh, that was um, perhaps the most um, interesting part of the, of the conversation, as we talked about ourselves and the places where we are Christians in name only, perhaps, in, uh, in some aspects of our lives.
0: The other groups are forming now as we speak, uh, will they uh, have the same uh, topic, nominalism, on their first meeting?
1: Yes. Um, if they're meeting in the next couple of weeks, they will do. Um, the idea is for all of the uh, group leaders to use the same basic um, pattern for, for the gathering, sorry, for their impact group. Uh, all the resources are online. We've also translated them into Spanish, French, and German. Um, so that we can increase the number of people that can access it easily. Um, And uh, I was, as I say, surprised at the response. Um, I encouraged perhaps 18 people to think about joining my group, and I would say two-thirds of them said yes. So um, that was really interesting that uh, busy church leaders and pastors would, uh, and, and others Uh, would see this as strategic enough to make the time of 90 minutes or so a
0: month for the next year. Uh, What was their reaction to to the meeting as it it ended? Uh,
1: Very excited about the next one. Um, So in the coming months uh, we will be looking at uh, a number of other key issues um, for Europe. Uh, The next month's meeting, the March conversation, Uh, We're in March now, but the one that we prepared for perhaps for the end of this month um, is going to be around the gods of Europe. In other words, what are the things that we tend to create uh, idols of in Europe today? Uh, We'll also be looking at environmental issues, uh, reconciliation and other uh, key themes as well, as well as um, some targeted reflection around what discipleship in Europe looks like today. Um, thinking about how we can mobilize for mission not just in the world but right here in Europe Europe. engaging with scripture uh, we'll be particularly studying uh, Paul's letter to the Philippians uh, because that's the main um, text for the conference in the gathering in uh, October and also praying for Europe every month together.
0: Has this type of The creation of, of, of a conversation has that ever been tried before in in Christian uh, missions or or uh, conference uh, Christian conferences uh,
1: i don't know the answer to that question um, i i don 't think we would be arrogant enough to think we've created something completely unique but um, given by the initial reaction of people was, you're crazy, you're never going to be able to do this. People are too busy to find that 90 minutes a month for this sort of thing. Um, maybe it hasn't been tried before. <laughs> uh, but I've been really encouraged by the response so far, and I think people have caught the vision for it. I think they see that this is a, um, a tremendous opportunity to contribute to a, a big conversation around what... Um, what God is doing in Europe today and how we can be part of that. Um, and certainly my, my dream of this is not that we would all, it would just be a talking shop, uh, but that it would actually turn into action. Because if we can get 10,000 voices into the conversation before October, those are 10,000 pairs of hands that could potentially uh, get to work uh, following the gathering, in uh, turning that into action in mission around Europe, and that really is
0: exciting. Uh, what is the, uh, the 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 plan for the follow up after the conversation uh, and the gathering uh, altogether?
1: Well, some of this is being um, uh, created as we go. Um, we're very much building the plane whilst we're flying it. Um, None of this was created in my mind or anybody else's before we started uh, working on it. Um, Even just yesterday, we started to have some more ideas about how we might mobilize uh, prayer uh, in the months following the conference. So um, this is not something which is a closed conversation. We are wanting to genuinely listen to what God is saying to his people around Europe and uh, we certainly don't have a monopoly in all the great ideas. This is much more a case of um, trying to feel our way forward and listen to what God is saying uh, in the conversation as we go. So I'm anticipating some surprises, some contributors to the conversation that we haven't anticipated yet. Um, so, yeah, watch this space, I think.